0: Recently, we received news from the president that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. President Biden is misleading the American people on inflation. It is true that energy went down, but other important items went up, like food. Over the previous month, food was up 12% on an annualized basis for the month of July. Electricity was up 19.2% on an annualized basis in July. Just to name a few items that went up in July besides food and power, new cars and trucks, medical care and shelter were all costing you more. Don't believe what Biden is saying to you about zero inflation. Look at your checkbook or your credit card statement. You must protect your family from the ravages of inflation. You need to find out if gold is right for you. Go to blackandwhites.us and on the homepage, click on the gold bar and get connected to our gold guru, Ira, at Advisors Metals. And ask Ira, is gold right for me? It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in your right of American free speech. It's time for Black and White. Welcome back to this edition of Black and White. And joining us as a reoccurring guest is Roger Stone, the author of Spartacus, a new novel. Or not, I guess it is not fiction. It's fact. Excuse me for that. Um, but I've asked him to come back and talk about something that that I I just find uh, appalling, and that is January 6th. So Roger, again, welcome back to the program. It's a pleasure to have you and to have somebody of your caliber to join us. Tell us about what you think about what's going on with January 6th.
1: Uh, You know, yesterday I watched uh, Adam Schiff, the congenital liar, perhaps one of the greatest hucksters and con men to ever go to Congress say on, uh, I believe it was Meet the Press, that we've established the relationship between uh, Donald Trump uh, and uh, radical extremist groups, uh, including the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers uh, through Roger Stone and General Michael Flynn. Um, He's established nothing whatsoever. I went to Washington, D.C. on January 5th. And I gave a speech at a legally permitted event that had a permit from the U.S. Park Service. There were about 7,500 people there on the evening of the 5th. On January 6th, I never left the grounds of my hotel. I was not at the Ellipse. I did not march to the Capitol. Was not at the Capitol. Uh, I know nothing whatsoever about any illegal action at the Capitol. Any claim or assertion or even implication that I knew in advance about was involved in or condoned any illegal act on January 6th at the Capitol or on any other date in any other place is categorically false. This is the same Adam Schiff who insisted that he had seen more than circumstantial evidence of Russian collusion with the Trump campaign and never produced any. He's back at it again. Now uh, it is uh, the same tactic of guilt by association. Uh, uh, And uh, he's promising again to produce evidence that he cannot produce because to be absolutely clear, there is no email, there is no phone call, there is no witness, there is no encrypted message, uh, there is no documentary film footage that will show me involved in any action that is not constitutionally protected free speech uh, under the First Amendment of the United States. Uh, At this point, because I was subjected to a two and a half year witch hunt by Robert Mueller and because I was gagged by a federal judge during that time, so I couldn't come on a show like this and defend myself when CNBC and MSNBC and CNN were insisting that I was a traitor that I was an asset of Russian intelligence, uh, that I colluded with the Russians to steal an election for Donald Trump, all of which is categorically false. They ultimately charged me with lying to Congress about Russian collusion, which they now admit in Robert Mueller's final report, he could find no evidence of. How do you lie about something that didn't actually happen? Very, very clever. Uh, But because of this uh, vilification, And because during this for 18 months, I could not defend myself in any forum. I am clickbait uh, for the radical left. Uh, The most recent uh, allegations, even more outrageous, a woman named Cassidy Hutchison, who I've never heard of in my life, presents hearsay evidence to the January 6th committee in which Liz Cheney, the soon to be former Congresswoman from Wyoming asks her, is it your understanding that President Trump instructed his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, to call Roger Stone and General Flynn on January 5th? Uh, And Hutchinson says, yes, that is my understanding. Is it an understanding that the phone call to Mr. Stone was completed? Yes, Hutchinson says, it is my understanding that the phone call to both those gentlemen was completed. Uh, And then Cheney says, and the purpose of that call was to find out what was going to happen on January 6th. And Hutchison says, yes, that is my understanding. There was never any such phone call. I've never talked to Mark Meadows on the telephone in my entire life. I met the guy once in 2019 when he was still a congressman. There, this is completely whole cloth. But look at the way the question is framed. It's not. Did you hear President Trump order Mark Meadows, or did Mark Meadows tell you? It is. Is it your understanding? Uh, this is. This would never stand up in any uh, in any court of law. Uh, and then two days later, Congressman Jamie Raskin, you know him, the guy who made a 1.5 million dollar stock trade, and forgot to report it. He says, well, we're still investigating that. Well, there's nothing else to investigate. This is 100% guilt by association. Uh, I was neither involved in any of the activities uh, at the uh, the Capitol in the 6th Eye. I didn't go, Uh, I took a pass, nor was I involved in what I believe, at least began as a perfectly legal effort to persuade the vice president that he had the authority to send certain electors back to the state legislatures for reevaluation based on the vote counts in those states. Even Van Jones on CNN agrees that that would have been legal. That is not the same as rejecting the outcome of the Electoral College. That's not what, what some were seeking. But even in that sense, other than watching on television, I wasn't involved in that effort in any way. I didn't talk to any legislatures. I didn't go to any of the state legislatures uh, to lobby for that. So um, at this point, uh, I'm gonna be 70 years old here in a couple of weeks. I'm clickbait. Uh, I, I'm I'm the Christian conservative uh, who the left loves most to hate uh, and by connecting me completely fraudulently to these events and then using the same tactics. So the Adam B. Schiff Award goes to Jamie Raskin. As in, I've seen more than circumstantial evidence, we just can't show it to you. It means that they don't have it. It does not exist. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, it makes it very hard to make a living. Uh, it makes it hard for me and my family to even travel safely, go to a grocery store or a drugstore or a restaurant without uh, being harassed. Sometimes that harassment is verbal sometimes that harassment uh, is physical. Uh, my wife and I have been the subject of 17 individual, completely frivolous, baseless, groundless, meritless, unsubstantiated civil lawsuits. This is called lawfare. That's where they they file a highly sensationalized lawsuit against you. gets huge press coverage when they file it. Uh, if you don't Hire a lawyer to fight the lawsuit. Um, then the they'll, they will issue a the judge will issue a default judgment against you. Uh, I, there were 17 suits. There are now 11. I have prevailed in six. I will prevail in all of them. But there is not a month in which my legal expenses uh, and the, my wife is recovering from stage four cancer through the healing power of Jesus Christ. But a number of her medical expenses are not covered. By insurance, there is not a month in which the combination of my legal expenses and her medical expenses and the most basic of living expenses uh, do not exceed the amount of money that I'm able to make every month, which is hampered by the fact that I'm canceled. I had a million followers on Twitter when I was canceled, I had 3.5 million followers uh, on Facebook uh, when a George Soros linked. Research group claimed falsely that I had, you know, multiple fake pages on Facebook, which I do not have and never had. Uh, and then, of course, comes the censorship at Instagram, TikTok, and the rest. Makes it very hard to sell your books um, when you have no forum to sell them on. Uh, I'm also, uh, they're not inviting me to speak, believe me, on any of the three networks or on CNN or other than Tucker Carlson. Uh, on Fox. So uh, there's no forum uh, allowed to me to either defend myself or to to move on uh, with my life. Um, on the other hand, uh, I have no regrets whatsoever about not giving in to the extraordinary pressure from Robert Mueller and his thugs to uh, bear false witness against Donald Trump. That's what my indictment was all about. That's why 29... Heavily armed FBI agents stormed my home at six o'clock in the morning for the benefit of the CNN cameras. This was all about pressuring me to to essentially provide an article of impeachment uh, against Donald Trump by falsely claiming that he and I had discussed some involvement in the election by WikiLeaks or the Russians. It is a lie. There is no evidence of it whatsoever. uh, And I refuse to give in to that pressure. Uh, I thank God that the president had the courage and the strength to recognize that I was framed, to recognize that I was victimized in a completely political prosecution, uh, and to firstly commute my sentence, which was a death sentence at 68 years old and with a lifelong history of asthma, sending me to a COVID-19 infested prison in Georgia, would have been the end of the line. Uh, and then uh, two Christmases ago uh, to give me a full presidential pardon. No, I did not trade my silence regarding unspecified crimes by Donald Trump for a pardon. Hillary can say that. Jerry Nadler can say it. Pencil Neck Schiff can say it. It's a lie for which there is no evidence whatsoever.
0: Let me. uh, We've got a couple minutes left in this segment. Let me say, uh, first of all, thank you for all of that. Uh, let me also say to you, um, you have a place here and any anytime you feel that there's something that you want to say and you're having difficulty getting on the air somewhere, you always have an opportunity to use this platform, which is growing rapidly across the world uh, to to express your opinion the The last thing I want to ask you real quick. <clears throat> Have you noticed that the mainstream media is no longer calling it an insurrection? They're not calling it a riot? Uh, I
1: I have not noticed that, uh, but there are so many unanswered questions. I mean, if we were gonna have an inquiry regarding what happened on January 6th, I have seen uh, on alternative media, the shocking footage of Ashley Babbitt, uh, an unarmed uh, decorated air force veteran who's menacing no one who is shot and killed in cold blood without warning she's not told to to drop back she's not told to 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 halt she's just shot and killed why don't they show that in the january 6th area or roseanne boyland who is uh, uh first sprayed with some kind of chemical agent in the face and then literally bludgeoned to death with a for in in those uh, horrific incidents at the Capitol Uh, and the Capitol Hill police officers responsible for those murders. There's no interest in Ray Epps who very clearly can be seen on video the day before and on January 6th, exhorting people to enter the Capitol. We must go into the Capitol. When are they calling him as a witness? The answer is never. there was uh, John Sullivan, uh, clearly tied to Antifa, in the building with personnel from CNN. Why haven't they been arrested? So this is a Kabuki Theater. The January 6th Hearings is a elaborately produced television show uh, that is designed to portray Donald Trump in, in the worst possible light. I can only hope uh, that if the Republicans do win control of the House, We will have hearings to explore the entire question of what happened on January 6th. Uh, I did notice when Ted Cruz questioned an official from the FBI, they refused to say how many active FBI agents were in the crowd uh, that day. Uh, No one has yet determined who opened these enormous electric doors that can only be opened from the inside. Who opened those? So uh, I, I I hope, That the American people are smart enough to see through uh, the the manipulation of information here and see how one-sided this proceeding is.
0: We're going to have to take a a break here, but we'll be right back with Roger Stone, uh, the author of Spartacus, the story of uh, Cory Booker. We'll be right back. Federal government just reported that the rate of inflation for the last 12 months was 8.5% close to a 40-year high. This is Dan Perkins with Blacks and Whites. Prices continue to rise on other commodity besides oil. I ask you, what are you going to do to protect your money and your investment? It's time for you to take a serious look at gold for your portfolio. If you've had enough empty promises and misleading statements by the Biden government, isn't it time for you to take control of your money and your future? Go to blacksandwhites.us And on the homepage, click the bar of gold to be taken directly to IRA and Advisors Medals to ask the question, is gold right for me? This is Dan Perkins. Welcome back, and we're continuing our conversation with Roger Stone, the author of Spartacus, which is available at Amazon.com, and I encourage you to get it. We want to turn the last segment, we want to turn the discussion of not so much about the midterms as uh, as we were talking about January 6th hearings uh, there are a lot of people and I agree with him saying that the hearings are not about what happened today but what they're trying to avoid happening in 2024. This is to try and get Donald Trump out of the race to embarrass him to the point and, and Roger I do want to ask you um, your opinion um, but I, I want to make an observation. I, I When I saw Donald Trump, I was live on the air when I saw Donald Trump come down the famous escalator in Trump Tower. And I listened to his first speech. And I said to my radio partner who said, you're crazy. I said, this man's gonna win the nomination and may win the presidency. And he thought I was crazy. Um, I was not crazy. I was in fact, correct. But I, I look at, the brutality, the way this man, the sitting president of the United States was abused by the mainstream media and the press, only, and, and Mueller, everybody to ultimately admit there was no there there. And we saw the corruption of the letter agencies of the federal government, from the FBI to the CIA. And, and yet nobody's, nobody's paid a price. Nobody in the letter agencies or any way associated with the Obama administration or Democrats have paid any price for what they try to do to a sitting president. And I'm saying to myself, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and say, do I really need this? Do I really need to go through this again? And will it be even more brutal than it was the last? What do you think?
1: Well, first of all, I think the purposes of the hearing are not just to embarrass him, but to see that he is charged with a crime, a manufactured crime, a fabricated crime, uh, so that he's unable to run, so he's legally ineligible to run. I really believe that is the goal uh, of these hearings. Whether the Department of Justice elects to do that remains to be seen. Um, if there was a an aggressive uh, prosecution of Donald Trump and no aggressive prosecution. Hunter Biden, for example, I think that would be a huge credibility problem for the DOJ. Uh, but that—that that really is their goal. The Democrats still have nightmares about the 2016 election. Uh, they know what really happened in 2020. Uh, Donald Trump is—I must tell you—I worked for Richard Nixon. Um, I worked uh, for Senator Bob Dole. Two of the toughest men you can imagine. Donald Trump is tougher than both of them. Uh, he never, I've known him 43 years. Uh, we've been friends. Uh, he never ran for president uh, because he burned to be president. He, he never did it for self-validation uh, or because he wanted a big fancy plane or a big fancy house or the pomp and circumstance and, and all of the trappings. Uh, he ran because he really, really loves the country. Uh, And like many of us, he got tired of seeing America lose. Uh, The idea that we would send social workers to negotiate with the Chinese and the Russians when they would send their toughest and smartest people. uh, And then in our trade agreements around the globe, um, we were getting taken to the cleaners. Or even worse, instead of negotiating individual deals with each major country, we were jumping into these one-size-fits-all trade deals that were great for them, but never great for us. Uh, One thing Donald Trump hates more than anything else is a bad deal, Uh, and that's the kind of guy you want watching your tax dollars. That's the kind of guy you want negotiating for your country. So uh, I think that he will run again. Uh, You're right. It is an enormous personal sacrifice, I'm guessing, but my guess is that his net worth has probably been chopped in half, cut in half. Uh, He is uh, extremely polarizing where he used to be a beloved pop culture icon, kind of the most famous businessman that ever lived. Very popular in the African-American and Hispanic communities. Uh, Today, he is uh, subject to the same vilification that anybody Uh, at a high level who supports him is subject to. Uh, But I think at the end of the day, the condition of the country is what, rather than some personal consideration, is gonna be what helps him make this decision. Um, Despite the best efforts of the New York Times and others to say, well, the Republican Party leaders don't want him, the Republican Party leaders didn't want him in 2016. They didn't want him in 2020 either, but he was so popular they couldn't say so. Uh, They don't decide who our nominee will be. That will be decided in the primaries and the caucuses. Uh, And there is substantial data, poll data, that show that this assault on him by the Democrats has only made him stronger within the confines of the party, certainly uh, at the grassroots of the Republican party. Uh, He is also, I think, responsible for remaking the party. Prior to Donald Trump, the Republican Party was the party of the country club, was the party of the Bushes, was the party of the country club elites. Uh, The reason that Donald Trump won uh, and John McCain and Mitt Romney did not uh, is uh, easily found in Detroit uh, and Milwaukee uh, and Philadelphia. Uh, and and, uh, in Miami-Fort Lauderdale. Uh, And uh, if you look at those states, Trump runs two to three percent ahead of where his predecessors as the nominee ran. Those are mostly Democrats. Uh, And if you only carry Michigan by 10,000 votes, coming out of the city of Michigan, two points better in the African-American community that's the margin of victory, easily. So uh, he, he has been able to set high watermarks for a Republican. No Republican has ever gotten as many African-American votes as Donald Trump got. No American's ever gotten any, as many Hispanic votes as Donald Trump got. Uh, and I think based on a lot of polling, he's actually poised to do even better in those communities. I, I don't care if you are Black or Hispanic or Asian, or what you are, you want the same thing everybody else wants. Prosperity, secure neighborhoods, good schools for your kids, job and economic opportunities. Uh, You want want good health. Those are the things that are universal. Uh, And this administration's policies um, are manifest. They're destroying the country. Those who say Trump may be the only Republican who can't beat Joe Biden. No, on the contrary, Trump may be the only Republican candidate who can win in 2024. Uh, And uh, there is an active effort in the media to point at other candidates and say, oh, well, the party leaders don't want, party leaders don't make this decision. So to go to the quick of your question, yes, I think that he will run again. And I think if he runs again, he will be nominated. And if he is nominated, I believe he will win again.
0: Ted Cruz over the weekend said that if Donald Trump were to announce um, that he wants to run for president, a lot of other people who were contemplating running would go quiet. They would not say anything. So he could theoretically be in a situation that he would be unopposed in the primaries.
1: I think um, that's uh, I think that's unlikely to be honest with you. Uh, I think I think Ted Cruz is right. Many candidates, I think Ted Cruz himself included, would probably not run if Trump becomes a candidate. All eyes are focused on my governor here in Florida, Ron DeSantis. Mine too. Uh, he has been uh, he's been a very successful governor. Yes. Uh, he has one hundred and thirty million dollars in the bank for his reelection, um, uh, and. Based on what I know, uh, he's been the one person who has been unwilling to say to Donald Trump, uh, Well, sir, if you decide to run, I'll step aside. So we could have a clash coming. Uh, but if that is the case, I think uh, Donald Trump will beat him relatively easily. Um, also, Governor DeSantis has to get reelected this November. Right. I have said, and I've been quoted as saying he should stick to his knitting. That race is not going to be the blowout everybody thinks it is. I'm for the governor's reelection. I'm going to vote for him. I agree with many of the things that he has done. I'm critical of him in certain other areas, but on on balance, he's been a very good governor. Uh, But before you can run in 2024, you need to focus on 2022. Uh, And taking that for granted uh, in a state that is not a red state, but again, a purple state, um, would be an egregious mistake. Hmm. Uh, and the president, uh, President Trump's attitude about this is really quite blase, I've discussed it with him. His attitude quite simply is, it's Ron's prerogative. If he wants to run, I'll beat him.
0: That's true. So what do you think? There's a lot of discussion about the timing. Um, there were uh, some stories recently that if he, if he announces too early after the midterms that it affects his ability to raise money from various organizations. Um, yet, if this, I personally believe um, that the sooner the better so that we know who our leader is going to be uh, on the ticket. What, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, there's been some shift in my thinking on this. Um, first of all, I'll support whatever the president decides to do, the former president decides to do. Um, but sustaining a presidential campaign for 18 months, very difficult. Uh, becoming a candidate now means that he would even inadvertently distract attention and money from those candidates who are on the ballot this November. If the party doesn't fare as well uh, as it is predicted, it does well, but not as well as predicted, Donald Trump would end up getting the blame for that. Um I think that he can afford to wait. Um, I would like to see him become a candidate the day after the November elections, the instant this cycle is over. Um, But the most predictable thing about Donald Trump is that he's completely unpredictable. uh, And therefore, there's, there's no way of knowing what he will ultimately do.
0: So I have a kind of a trivia question for you. When when if there's a if there's a debate, and let's assume that it's not Joe Biden representing the Democratic Party, and there's a presidential debate, does the does the moderator at, of the debate address Mr. Trump as Mr. President?
1: Uh, technically, he should. I mean, once you've had the title, you have the title for life. Yeah. Um, I, I do not think Biden will be the Democratic nominee. Um, I'm I, I, I actually believe in the end that Michelle Obama will be the likely democratic nominee. Wow. I know that is a very controversial view, sure. uh, but I, I feel strongly that that's uh, where things will head. Wow! Well,
0: we've been having a wonderful opportunity to share a, a good bit of time with Roger Stone, author of Spartacus and giving us a lot of his insights. Uh, I thank you so much Roger for the amount of time that you've given us today. And I'm sure our audience has enjoyed this, uh, the time together. Uh,
1: Those who would like to help me can go to stonedefensefund.com. I don't ask because I want to, I ask because I must. Uh, My wife and I are fighting uh, 17, originally now 11, outstanding, phony, bogus harassment civil suits against us. Uh, And uh, the help from patriotic Americans is deeply appreciated. And then where is that address again, please? StoneDefenseFund.com. StoneDefenseFund.com. Thank you, sir. God bless you. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Dan
0: Perkins, your host for Black & White, and I'm also an investment advisor with over 50 years of experience in investing. Inflation is at a near 50-year high and perhaps going higher. The capital markets for the first six months of 2022 was the worst performing in almost 50 years. Two generations and perhaps more have never experienced this level of inflation. You may have had some significant declines in your portfolio of investments in the first six months and are asking, what does the future hold? And by the way, what should I be doing now? I have grave concerns that we have not seen the peak in inflation. And because it may be around for some time, I want to introduce you to the Black and White Gold Ownership Program, run by Ira and his team at Advisor Metals. So go to blacksandwhites.us and click on the gold bar to take you directly to Ira to work with him to see if gold is right for you in your portfolio in protecting your investments. This is Dan
1: Perkins. Thanks for listening.